With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 113 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And it's that guy, Rye. What up? Well, uh, Easter Sunday is uh, drawing to a conclusion, so happy Easter, fellas, and happy Easter to everybody out there that celebrated The today. fellas. Um, happy Easter, fellas. You were, If you were hoping that the Easter Bunny would have left a trail of uh, healthy Yankees in your backyard for you to find this morning. Uh, <laughs> Good joke. You were because... sadly, you were sadly mistaken, because as you all know already, uh, the infection known as bronchitis has hit the one guy that we all hoped that it wouldn't hit, and that is Aaron Judge. In Saturday's victory, which really felt like a loss because of what happened to Judge, Judge left with a left oblique strain. Uh, you knew right away that something was wrong because the Yes Network cameras kind of gave it away. Uh, they were when he hit that, that pitch to right field, they zoomed in on second base, anticipating Judge would be there, and he wasn't even at first base yet. And then Kay's like, "Uh oh." Yeah. And, well, the second we hear oblique now. We know what kind of an injury it is, you know. We know that it's not a it's not a good thing. If it, it's either what grade one or grade two, is that how they break it down? Uh, grade grade, grade three grade, means you're dead. Well, grade, grade four uh, is amputation. How do you how do you amputate an oblique though? Do you exactly. you can you definitely can. Exactly. I think uh, Hicks had his amputated. Where is Aaron and that's Hicks? why it's taking Where, that's why it's taking so long for him to come back to this team. So, again, for the second year in a row, we are going to lose Aaron Judge for two months. Against the same team, too, right? Against the Kansas City Royals. In a game that they won pretty big both years. Can I just say something that just makes me sick to my stomach? Mm -hmm. We could literally field an all-star team with the injured guys on this team right now. Starting, Starting left fielder. John Carl Stan. Okay. Starting center fielder. Aaron field, fielder. Starting right fielder. Aaron Judge. Starting first baseman. Okay, maybe not an all-star team, but a very competitive team, we'll say. Starting first baseman. It would be Gregory Bird. How about second base? Let's throw Tulo at second. He yeah, can play. Tulo, yeah, yeah, Tulo. Right? Who's a, and what about shortstop? It would be Didi. Okay. And third baseman? Miguel, Miguel Andujar. Who can we have catch? Gary Sanchez. Okie dokie. And uh, who, who, who can be our starting game? pitcher? That would be Luis Severino. Okay, and, this and, is if, the picture. and if this Sevy is... needs, and since Sevy's only going to go eight innings in that game, <laughs> they, 
Uh, it's I mean, we can have Dell and then you can Dell close it out with Dell. Look, uh, I pulled up a picture right there. It's great. The bruised bombers. That's what uh, they're calling them. This, if you clever. look at the lineup that the Yankees rolled out there today, I believe there were two players. Man, I was going to do this. I was going to do that. Oh, We're yeah. looking at a graphic that the Yes Network that put the out. Yes Network put out with all the players at each position. Look at that! Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, if you saw that and without the Bruce Bombers headline, you'd have assumed that uh, that was their starting lineup. Today. Or, yeah, Glaber Torres was oh, right or something. It just makes Not me everyone sick. else. Well, it just makes you sick to your stomach, man. It's weird. Here, well, you think about it today. The lineup that the Yankees threw out there today, first of all, there was no Glaber Torres in the lineup. So now, automatically, your mind goes to the worst place. What the hell happened to Glaber Torres? Right. Now, but he just needed a day, right? Look, I didn't want to start getting all angry and being like, oh, how are you going to rest Glaber today? Blah, blah, blah. Injuries. You know what? Right now, you got to put Glaber Torres in bubble wrap. It's so funny you said that because I'm the number one guy who's like, stop resting guys when you're finally winning some games, keep them hot. Keep them going, and then if you get ahead, if you're if you have a substantial amount of wins compiled, and you want to start resting guys, whatever. But today, I was actually okay and at peace with the fact that Glaber Torres was sitting because it means that we can get through another day without another major injury. And is it? But then we got a scare in the tenth inning today when. Uh, oh my God! Uh, I was at the. I was a pickoff Britain. player caught stealing. Uh, it was when a- they were. On the run down there, and uh, Britain had a little tumble at first base, and oh my god! The trainer comes out. I was, I was eating. I was at my parents' house eating uh, Easter dinner, and I got up and I, I was like, "This is ridiculous." I just thought he landed. I almost threw my Easter hand. I thought he landed on his, uh, his jewels wrong. Again, this seems that seems to happen to the Yankees a lot. You're right. Really? Yeah. Jewel injury. You know, injuries to the jewels. They got big jewels. Well, their biggest jewel is on the injured list. No, they I, all are. All their biggest jewels. But this one, this one takes the air out of you. I mean, yeah, this one is like enough's enough. Now. It does because it's just like, first of all, I just want to say, and I said this before the game today. Doesn't it seem like every time you look at the lineup and you want to vomit, they somehow find a way to win, right? Like all these shitty lineups find a way to win. But you're right. I mean, Judge going down was like our biggest nightmare. Every injury that the Yankees have suffered to this point, you were like, oh, this this sucks, but let's just keep going. This sucks, but let's just keep going. When Aaron Judge goes down to injury. A significant one. It's too. just like it just takes all the wind out of your sails. It's yeah. The, the air is out of the balloon. You know, it's just. Yep. Crash. Uh, and. You know, it was weird last night the way that the Yankees handled this. Because, uh, well, sat- it's Sunday, so Saturday night. When have you ever seen the official Yankees PR Twitter and or their and their official Twitter say that a player is expected to be called up without making uh a designation that Aaron Judge was actually placed on the injured list. They just don't want to do it. They just they were just so reluctant to to do it. And I and I put out a tweet earlier today because we wake up this morning, 9 30, 10 o'clock rolls around, and you still don't have any news. Like, yeah, we know he's going on the injured list. And then the uh the lineup card comes out and you see Tyro Estrada's name there and you don't see Aaron Judges. So you knew that they made the move, but they still hadn't said anything. And I tweeted 
I was like, this is like when you were a kid and you knew you had a bad report card coming and you kept it from your parents for a week because you didn't know how to tell them the bad news. Right. Well, I actually just used to get my report card first and forge it and just make it look like I got a bunch of A's. Yeah. Well, how'd you explain that to your parents when you repeated the third grade? Actually, actually in high school, I did, uh, I did forge my chemistry grade for the first, actually for all four uh, marking periods to an A. And then they got a letter that I failed the class and I needed uh summer school. So that didn't go well. No, I didn't. But it was, it was just like, maybe, maybe the people that were handling Yankee social media were just like, you know, it's Easter and the fans have been through enough. Maybe we'll, we'll like ease them into this. And then you started seeing tweets come around. I don't know, maybe like 1030 or so that, uh, they're not putting a timetable on it, which is never. We all good. know what that means. This is never good. It's going to be two weeks before he's reevaluated. So I mean, the best case, an oblique, the best case scenario is that a guy's out a month. So I think we can absolutely flush that down the toilet. That he'll oh, be it's going to be way month. more than a month. I'm saying at least minimum six weeks. You think that's fair? Minimum. I would sign for that right now. Oh, yeah, I'm saying that's bare, bare minimum. I would sign for Aaron Judge being out six weeks right now. Right now. Aaron, All Aaron Boone really said was that uh, it's a significant strain, and uh, while there's no timetable given, you know, I'm I'm thinking eight to ten weeks, easy. Because think about it. Like, I think six weeks maybe before he's even picking up a bat. Yeah, so that's eight to ten weeks right, right there. Yeah. So... Jesus Christ, it's, like it's not even real. We're looking at it like this. Last year, Aaron Judge was supposed to be out two to three weeks with his chip fracture. He misses seven, what, seven or eight weeks? I think he ended up missing about eight. Okay, so if three weeks turned into eight last year, eight's going to turn into what this year? I think we all think minimum eight weeks for this injury for yeah. Aaron Judge. Is Aaron Judge alive? Has anybody actually seen Aaron Judge since the injury occurred, he was in the dugout. dugout today. Is it possible he was that in, he's dead? Could be. It's possibility, but clone. Um, like he definitely died after the game today because I did see him. But and Sweeney Murdy was saying this on the on the post game yesterday. I think it was, or when did he get hurt yesterday? Yeah, Saturday. Um, when was it that he had this injury in sixteen? Towards the end of the year. Towards the end of the year, and then they just shut him down. Was it the same oblique? Uh, It was the other side, right? But, I mean, when is someone going to be held accountable for this? All right. You know what? I don't want to get into this because this is the most ridiculous thing in the world to me. And if you disagree, that's fine. The fans on on social media are like, we got to fire the whole training staff. Somebody's got to be held accountable for this. Do you honestly, and this is not the first time somebody said this, but I agree with it. You think all the money that the Yankees put into analytics and, you know, everything else that they that they do, all this top-notch stuff that they're out there. I know you guys don't watch The Simpsons, but for people that watch The Simpsons, uh, you think that they're hiring Dr. Nick Riviera to be their athletic trainer? And I get that, but when a team that is supposed to be great crashes, doesn't it fall on someone's shoulders who are you gonna fire though is it miguel i don't know who, but there's got to be who's something the re, who's at fault for aaron uh miguel andahar's injury i don't listen i get that there are some freak injuries if britain were to get hurt today 
and is that on a trainer? I don't know. Be, no, because he just fell a certain way. But the fact that you have guys just swinging a goddamn bat, like like uh, Stanton and Judge, and they're just going down. That's something. That means that, something. That might not. You know what? To me, and that might not be on the Yankees training staff. Maybe the Yankees need to put have more control over what their guys are doing in the offseason. Well, I can agree with that. Maybe I was just going to say they seem like a very lax organization now where, you know, 3-0 count. I'm not going to give them a take sign. I'll let them do what they want. Maybe it's the same thing in the offseason. However, I think there are certain stipulations in place where a team can't make things, um, can't make certain activities mandatory. That they have to be voluntary. Whether whether the players know the players, whether they know, uh, you know, deep down that it really is mandatory or not, they can't necessarily put a regulation on. I don't know how closely things. the Yankees are involved in off season off season training programs. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm kind of saying, though. I don't but, know how closely involved they can get on certain things. You know what? You know, it's not like it's not like it was back in the day where guys came in out of shape. These guys are in shape already, but maybe they're doing the wrong type of conditioning. And that has to fall on someone. I mean, we have to we have to know at this point again, again going back to the analytics be, though. That might not be on the Yankees training staff. That could be on Aaron Judge's trainer or John Carlos Stan's trainer. These guys have personal trainers that they're working well, with. Well, then you know what? Season. They should there should be some type of regulation where where the Yankees have to approve or disapprove of who they're working with, because with again you you went back to all the analytics and all the research done. There's got to be research done as to how to how to prevent certain things from happening. How many guys do we have going down from just swinging a bat? And you know that's it, not normal. Apparently, you know, like Aaron uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, Stanton and uh, Voigt are more strength training in the offseason, whereas, you know, they were saying yesterday, judges', judges offseason workouts were, you know, centered around, like, flexibility and core strength. Oh, he wasn't too flexible the other day. He's well, playing that's basketball, his, too, I think. Well, that's well. his core strength, actually. You're oblique. I know us fat guys don't have, you know, we don't we don't have obliques. You know, I haven't, I don't, I think my oblique shut down. It actually retired. Uh, some odd years ago, and I certainly don't have a core. I can tell you that. I, I certainly don't want to see the Yankees training staff get fired. You know, like it's not that I want to see anyone get fired. But I, I don't I, know that it's necessarily their fault. But though. we also can't just sit here and continue to say that this is just normal. But are these guys fat and out of shape? No. If if I saw no, but there's certain levels saw, of being was, in if, shape. If there was ten Yankees with punch bellies, I would say, okay, you know what? Maybe we need a new training staff. <laughs> but Steve Donahue's been the head athletic trainer forever. In fact, forever. he I would I would say that he's a five star training. Yeah, but trainer. he's more of a senior. Wouldn't you say that he's a five star trainer? Five star. So, five star. If you think Steve Donahue is a five-star trainer and you think this is a five-star podcast, you should definitely head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review right now. And also, again, we don't say this enough. You can also watch us on YouTube now. Yeah, so you if you'd rather watch the pod, cool. maybe it, listen to some of it and watch some of it, you can do both. You can give it a thumbs up on YouTube. And subscribe. Yeah, do that. Do that, please.
What do you think Steve Donahue's just what is he like Grandpa Larry now? No, I think Steve Donahue's role is much, much different. I think Steve Donahue is more of an in game senior trainer at this point that is that is caring for guys who are injured, who who he he's kind of the guy who okay, Aaron Judge has an oblique strain. Get into the clubhouse. We're going to do this, this, and this. Okay, the strength and conditioning guy, all those nine guys that they friggin' rattled off at That's, the beginning of the— Those are the guys at, at, that, On opening day. You want to fire all of them? Would that make the fans feel better if those guys got fired tomorrow? I just need to hear something. I need and to— then, And then, uh, you know, Mike Talkman pulls the hamstring, and then what? Then, then who do you blame? You got to blame someone, man. It, it just got. No, you fired. It's gotten but to you that fired point. Fired the entire training staff, and then Talkman, the immortal Mike Talkman. Who, if you go back to our last episode, <laughs> we had about ten minutes where we just talked about how much of a bum this guy was, and uh, apparently he listened to the show because he told us to go fuck ourselves, and so decided he, to to he learn pulled how to the hit. hamstring after you fired the entire training staff. Then whose fault is it? Listen, man, I get I get it. I get your point. I'm just saying that it gets it, you have to admit that it gets to a point where this is out of control now. You know what? It's just the fans looking to blame somebody. But they should. But they should. I, I think someone okay. should. So fire the entire training staff. That's I'm not fine. saying fire. that. I'm not saying that. Care. But someone is to blame. It's not. This isn't just normal stuff. This is just. Look. When, is this just bad luck? I mean, did. Is, did Ellsbury truly... I have truly... to believe... I have to believe in, in a higher power, okay? I really do. And this isn't about religion. This is about baseball. I have to believe in a higher power, okay? Uh-huh. When this many guys and this many guys of this caliber get injured, this is not anybody's fault on in the secular world, Okay? Somebody, a higher power, did this to the Yankees. That's just that's just my opinion, okay? A higher power did this to the Yankees. Do you sit back and think that if this And team, I'm going to tell you... Okay, go ahead, finish your talk. I was just going to say, do you think now at this point, because we're so... We're so pessimistic now with how when these guys are going to come back and if they're going to come back, do you think if they're a dominant team, it's more luck at this point? Than, than the team that we expect? I mean, are, do do they think they're going to keep rolling these guys out day in and day out and they're just going to keep winning? No, the shoe's going to drop. It's going to drop. They're going to hover around. I mean, it's nice that they've won what? What do they, they want? Five out of six right now? I believe so because they won yeah. two against Boston. They and lost one. And four. Then, okay, yeah. so they won five out of six. It's nice. It's, you know, and this is what I was, before we go, before we get into this, this is, I'm going back to the higher power here, okay? This all happened when somebody entered the Yankees clubhouse. Yes, Jacoby Ellsbury, okay. and it happened last year too. Okay. Jacoby Ellsbury walked into the clubhouse, was it late June, July, somewhere around there? Somewhere yeah. When, he, when they were in Tampa last year? Yep. And what happened? Was not like the first. That was the first was time the Gary first, Sanchez went down. Yeah, and then they started to spiral wasn't out of control. Like that the first series they lost since they yep. were nine and nine too. Yep. Okay, and then <laughs> hold on. Do you think that you imitate Mike Francesa too much on your off time? That it just naturally comes to you now. I, you know what? I do it because it annoys. I do it at home because it annoys my wife. Okay. Right. Okay. I knew that. Uh, okay. I did know that how much it annoys her. 
Oh, now it's just natural for you. Uh, yeah. It sounds good. I mean, you sound good saying it. All right. So everybody's got their own little tick. Okay. I have a tick. I've been rewatching How I Met Your Mother, and I don't know if it's that they wrote it into the script this way, or it's just Colby Smolders has a tick, but she says but um all the time. But um, but um, but um. Yeah, they even did a whole episode about it, and then even after that, they you notice that she says it all the time. So I don't, I doubt that they would. Maybe they did. Who knows? But it's just maybe it's a tick they gave the character or the, or the actress herself has it. Everybody's got their own things. They're little segue words that everybody mm-hmm. says. Okay. You know, you know, you know, that's Ryan's Andy Pettit. That was Andy Pettit. He was always, you know, I just doing this and then, you know, I'm doing that. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. I think, you know, is a big one for, for athletes. You know, yeah. So, you know, then what happened? Jacoby Ellsbury shows up March 17th or March 8th, 16th, somewhere around there. Who did we, how have we lost since then? Who haven't? We oh lost? my God. Everyone. Miguel Andujar. Uh, was Del Batanzas injured at this point? Probably not. Right. Uh, but Hans. No, he was not. Okay. Was yeah March twenty eighth. All right. So look, scroll. All right, go to the top. Go to the top. All right, Miguel Andujar. Count him off. Miguel Andujar next. Dylan Batances. Scroll down. Greg Bird next. Didi was hurt. Heller was hurt. Hicks. Does Hicks count? Hicks. Hicks counts. That Hicks, was the day. You want to? That was when he was placed on the IL. But do you want to count Hicks? Was he already? We'll count Hicks because I think it got significantly worse. It did after Ellsbury he was, showed He was up. on the right path, okay. And then Ellsbury showed Aaron up. Aaron Judge, boom, there it is. Gary Sanchez, next. Come on, Ryan Montgomery, you could do last year, right? He got hurt before know, Ellsbury came around. Fit the timetable. We got worse news on Sevy, okay? We got worse news on Sevy, so I'm counting it. Stan Tulo, that's everybody. That's that's everybody since Ellsbury. Walked into the clubhouse in Tampa. Everybody that's on the fucking IL right now caught Bronx, except for Heller and um, Didi. No, D- okay, Didi, Heller, Didi, and um, who's the other guy? Montgomery. Everybody else on the IL got infected by Jacoby Ellsbury. That's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm telling infected. you right now, and. If this comes off as racially insensitive, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize Holy right now. Holy Christ. But can't believe it. Jacoby Ellsbury is part Native American. Yes. Correct? Correct. Isn't that part of like Native American mythology? Like um, curses? And- I can't say that you are right. I would be ignorant to say that. But in my mind, yes, you are right. I'm just saying. So from I'm what, just saying. From what I. <laughs> from what I get. From like movies okay, and stuff. Maybe, yes, they do like ceremonial type stuff. Like, you know, like a, like a rain Amer- dance. Yeah, a rain dance. Instead of a rain dance, he put on an injury dance a pain on the dance. Yankees. In, in, in the Italian world, that is called the Maloik, I believe. Wow. Right? I don't know. You're don't Ita- know. you're you're the most Italian person I know. I don't want to confuse it with... A, a, like putting the horns on someone. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The evil eye. Maloko. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good job, Chris. The Maloik. Is that a Jeopardy he- question? No. Did he do that? We have that? to talk about that too this episode, did he, by the way. Did he do this? But then he is but then his bronx this is the thing. He spread the bronchitis to everybody else. But his bronchitis is so bad that he couldn't even clear it up in time to get his himself on the field. I think that like as crazy as this sounds, I think that Brian Cashman feels the same way as we do. I think that after 
all this shit started to like spiral out of control, they were like, you know what? Take his fucking locker out of here. He's never stepping foot in this clubhouse again. We're going to give it to um, Urshela, who, by the way, has been playing phenomenal baseball. You know what? Gio Urshela is a good baseball player. He was a, he's a starting third baseman on the Indians team in 2017. His bat has never carried over to be, quote, major league ready. But he's swung the bat decently, and he's a great defender. I have like, would I rather have Miguel Andujar? Yeah, I would rather have Miguel Andujar. Yeah, of but course. As far as a fill-in player, I have yeah, no issue. Absolutely, I have dude. no issue. And you know it. what? He comes out every day. He plays really hard, and uh, he's just, you know, he's a guy that he might not. Again, he might not be the greatest hitter in the world, but you're confident with him in the lineup. That play he made at third the other day, was that it in the in the Royal when Series? He ass, when he slipped yeah, on that, the grass on his uh, I have no idea transferring the ball and he still maintained his composure. How about, yes, I think it was yesterday um, they had the shift on and it was a, it was a foul ball Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just tracked it down like an outfielder. That was a pop up, right? In yeah. Foul territory. It was a hell of a play. Not, that? not, not every third baseman makes that play. No. Was that after a judge got hurt? Because I was just basically zoned out after that point. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, I'm not sure. But hey, look. At the end of the day, they they just won three games. I don't care if it's against the worst team in the entire world. Where's this tweet? I'm so we gotta we gotta still feel somewhat positive right now. Yeah, so right? what? Seven and three in their last ten. They're back, back over 500. Oh, here it is, right? Uh, this was Aaron Boone today. Jacoby Ellsbury had, quote, some things, had some things yeah. pop up in his rehab. First of all, and I tweeted this out earlier, that's just Yankee speak for even with Judge Stanton and Hicks out, we don't want you on the team. Yeah, I agree. He had some things pop up in rehab, and he really hasn't been able to get going in baseball activities, said Aaron Boone. What is what is he doing? Can can the Yankees just get to a fucking point now where they're just like, guys, no more updates on Jacoby Ellsbury anymore. He's obviously just done, right? It doesn't matter what he does, how he progresses, anything. He's not coming back. Because they can't can re- the Yankees just get to that point, they can't please? release him while he's on the injured list. I don't care about releasing him. Can they just stop with the bullshit? Because I don't I, care about what I Jacoby Ellsbury is doing I think anymore. by law, they just like have to like... Because you know what? Not even by law, by... What so many guys hurt, especially now the judges hurt, people are gonna wonder. Like, what is Ellsbury doing? Is he gonna play? Because like if he's gonna play, I mean this is it. This is it, right? I guess. Like now is the best time. This is it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you said it yourself and, and both of you guys did I and all three of us maybe even said it. That if the Yankees can use him and utilize him and think that he can play, they're gonna do it. They're because they you're right. They can't release them. If there's ever a time that they can do it or need it, it's right now. Mm-hmm. And we've just gotten more bad news on this guy. So now it's just time to just get over it. In my opinion, just move on now. You don't have to release him. Just stop fucking talking about him like he exists. They're going to get. He doesn't. They're just going to keep bullshit, bullshit, bullshit until the season bullshit, is over. Bullshit, bullshit. And then you're going to, and I truly believe sometime in November, the Yankees are going to just send him on his way. Sometime in November. The Yankees are just going to keep sliding out the bullshit. This way they can get the insurance money. And does anyone pick him up, you think? Oh, somebody will pick him up. Mm -hmm. For what, though? What if he doesn't play one game? Someone's really going to pick him up. 
It's the same thing the Yankees did with Tulowitzki. With, um, with is it worth taking a flyer on him for 550 grand? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I, definitely. No, it is. I don't know. Dude, come on. $550,000 in baseball money, that is... That's nothing. Nothing, That's bro. That's like a dollar in Monopoly money. To a team that actually thinks they can do something with him? See, we had an injury at shortstop where we knew Tulowitzki was healthy and could play. But if he doesn't play one game this year, who's to say he's even healthy? You're going to put money into that type of an investment? I don't care if it's a dollar. No. Well, think about it. Tulowitzki didn't play since mid-2016? Yeah. Right, like but you knew he was healthy. Okay, so how do you how do we know that the Yankees aren't just fucking jerking off down there with Jacoby Ellsbury and being like, you know what, go sit in the corner, you know, look like you're limping or something. This way we can say something popped up today. But But I think we have enough of Jacoby Ellsbury's... Uh, again, uh, you know what? Uh, Tulowitzki had a private, you know, he had a showcase for for scouts. So right, he looked good. So maybe Ellsbury, you know, the Yankees release him. He has his showcase. He looks decent. And somebody's gonna say, you know what? Maybe I can get some I can get some mileage out of him for a year. And it would be the same argument you'd make with uh, with Troy Tulowitzki. A healthy Troy Tulowitzki is definitely worth more than five hundred fifty thousand dollars. And I think a healthy Jacoby Ellsbury would be worth more than a, a league minimum contract. And at that point, the Yankees are like, you know, last year the contract, just get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's just such a it's because such you know a what Brian Cashman oxygen. Got, you know what Brian Cashman's got to be thinking right now. This is two years in a row now that you infected my clubhouse. This is two years in a row now that you did this. And what's he doing? Hanging around in Tampa with the minor leaguers? That's great. The future uh, of our team. Great. They're all hurt. You know Actually, big, it doesn't matter because the future is up with us right now. You know because how we need you know him how some babies because are born, he fucked up the major league team. You know how ba- some babies are born crack dependent? Yes. Well, that's what it's like. They're with called Jaco- crack babies. You know how that's what Jacoby Ellsbury is doing. To, they're going to be born with bronchitis. The next wave of Yankees is already born with bronchitis because of him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we didn't re- we haven't recorded this week, and we're probably not going to do a midweek show either this week because of the way the schedule breaks. The Yankees had to play a four-game set against the Angels. It's not even that they could have played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then started a new series on Thursday. This way we could have came on Thursday. Like had for, a getaway day for one of the teams in an early game Wednesday. This way saying? we could have recorded uh, Thursday before the game. And at least then we would only miss one game and we could get a midweek show out. But no, they have to play a four-game set against Anaheim and then and then three against the friggin' Giants. And then look, that's their next day off. And then look, oh, wow, that's great. Thanks for that day off on Monday, assholes. This schedule is so... That, dude, that is But, crazy. dude, we said the same thing last year, how bad the schedule yeah, was. It's worse this year. Look because at that. Before we record it, we looked at the June schedule before, they go, before and after they go to London, which is atrocious. It is absolutely atrocious. Because we said this... We were talking about this. When an NFL team goes to London, they have a whole week to get to get there. To prepare. And then their bye week is after that game. The Yankees have two days off before the London game. And then they have one day off before they go to play the match. You know how fucked up your body is after traveling like that? And this and the crazy part is they're not flying to Florida. And the crazy part is that Mets, the, that two-game Mets series starts the last string of games before the All-Star break. You couldn't play that London series a week later, the fifth and sixth 
of or the sixth and seventh, even if you wanted to do it like that, of July and give the Yankees and Red Sox the All Star break off. You give them here. You give them Thursday and Friday off to travel. You play Saturday and Sunday, and then they got four days off to for the, after the All Star break, and then you give Yankee and Red Sox players the exemption of playing in the All Star game. This is absolutely ludicrous. And you know what? Um. It's like the Glaber Torres home run thing yesterday. Yeah, I'm extra angry about it because it happened to the Yankees. But this is bullshit on any level to do this to a Major League Baseball team. That they don't even do this in the NFL. You don't even have to come back and play the next week in the NFL when you only play once a week. This is That, was, that is bullshit. I'm sorry. And I'm going to scream about it again in another couple of weeks when we get closer to it. That's how fucking stupid it is. Tell us how you really feel. It, it it is. It's a fucking joke. It well, they is, would but... be flying into New York. Yeah, but they'd be flying right I mean... from Tampa to London. No, aren't they? Where are they going? Where are they coming from before they go to? All right, they're home, and then they f... see. Maybe the see. I wonder if they're doing the same thing for the Red Sox because the Yankees are home, and then they're flying to London, and then when they come back, they're not home, but they're still. They're playing the Mets, so they're basically coming home. I wonder if they're doing the same thing for the Red Sox. I would hope, I would honestly, I would hope that they would, that they would at least let them finish and then go back to Boston. Because that, I I would say that at least that makes it a little bit better, that you're not flying from a different city. Yeah, that doesn't take away jet lag or... No, it doesn't, but... All right, so the Red Sox are coming from home, so they'll be leaving their home, and then... That sucks. Then they go to Toronto. That's that sucks. crazy. That's stupid. And then I'm Detroit sorry. right after that. So they have they're on the road from London. You, are you kidding until me? The All Star break. And you, you know how do you know how mad I am over this that I'm actually defending the Red Sox about this? This yeah, is atrocious. Great. It is because sometimes you got to take the Yankee cap off and you gotta you have to talk about this as just a major league problem. This is a problem. I don't care who you root for. You know, and our buddy Patrick is over there in Ireland, and he's excited about going to the games. And, Patrick, we love you, and we're glad that you're going to get a chance to see the Yankees, but this is fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. All to grow the game. Do you really think that people in the majority of people in England, yeah, there's probably some transplanted New Yorkers or some people like Patrick that happen to like baseball. Do you think anybody really gives a shit about the Yankees and Red Sox in London? listen. We talked about the flaws that, that Major League Baseball has with all these stupid rule changes and how flawed every single theory they have is pretty much. Let's take let's let's dissect this for a second. Uh, their main focus is to grow baseball in America because they feel like it's failing or going it's on the decline. Yet now they're trying to focus on a different country. Are you are you kidding me? Focus on this country. If that's if that's what your problem is, that there's not enough people in this country watching, what do you think? What do you? You know where I would. Me. You know where I would play these series if you had to do this in countries where baseball yeah. players come from. Yeah, absolutely. Mexico, Puerto DR. Rico, Dominican DR. Republic, Venezuela. Even they did pa- that last year, right? Um, Bro, if Indians. they had this in where, DR, where's, where's Princess Yankees, Lindor Red Sox, from? That that shit would be Remember insane. Lindor hit a walk off. Is he Puerto Rican? He might be. Is he? I want to say he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they Rican. played a, a series in Puerto Rico. I remember he had a walk-off home run. Yeah, there. if you want to, awesome. if you want to have these abroad series in places where baseball players come from, 
I have no problem with that. Oh, it's electric too, and those like that's the thing too. They they actually they watch baseball there, you know, and, and all of these other countries they love baseball. They it's play just not cricket. A thing and it's not a Listen, thing. It's not what they like. In the, in the in countries like Puerto Rico, well, Puerto Rico is really an annex to us now. Um, but like Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, these guys live for baseball. They love the sport. Panama. It's not like here. It's 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 insane how passionate they are oh, about, yeah. how about, about baseball. I don't know your your two biggest most famous teams in in your sport. Why don't you let them play in them in in their home stadiums? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a big part of it too. Who's technically home? Is it Boston? Boston. These are Red Sox. So that's even blood. more fucked up though. Boston's home, but the Yankees are wearing their pinstripes. That's even more fucked up though. Because that's the whole thing. It it's is. a whole marketing thing. They don't. Nobody cares about the Yankees right. in their road grades. They're iconic pinstripes. But so they're a road team. That's that's gonna that's gonna fucking piss me off too. You're they're the road team. Where are your road grades? But you know what? You know what? It's if even, I was, if it's, I this was my house, I would have thrown something right now. It, you could throw something. Uh, I don't have anything to throw because it's not my house. It's even more fucked up because Boston's technically home, right? In those games, and then they come home. And they're on the road up until the All-Star break. They don't come home. Right. They don't even get to come back to America. They go to Canada. They go to Canada, which, uh, Jesus, I mean. You know what? Uh, We spent enough time on this. We can yell a bit. When we get uh, to mid-June. Yeah, because there's shit we got to discuss here. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Why don't we we get this out of the way now? Throw this to the sponsor right now. I was going to say let's do that because uh, I don't know if you noticed. Stop oh, we, got, and we got some Chris, here. You have your shirt? Uh, yeah, I'm not wearing it right now. What happened? Just hold it up. We got sent some baseball gear, some can baseballism they, gear. Can the fans see it? Yeah, you just hold it right up. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. Eh, move it over to your left a little. Right. There you go. You got the Babe Ruth shirt. I, I got I got the shirt. lefty pride. Uh, I love this shirt. You got the lefty pride. Ryan's got the baseballism all-american classic if you head to baseballism.com and use nyyst as the promo code you save 15 percent on your entire order sure fits nice too it feels good and i'm not kidding i say this every week go on there just for a second just just to amuse us i promise you there's going to be multiple things that you have to buy before you leave uh my wedding anniversary was tuesday and we'll get into happy anniversary by the way happy anniversary thank you uh I initially said last week that the Yankees were going to ruin it. They didn't, and we're going to say thank you to one big piece of that when we come back. But one of my anniversary gifts was from Baseballism because the third anniversary is the leather anniversary, and my wife bought Mm -hmm. me a home plate keychain, but the the strap part is leather, baseball leather. Nice. That's awesome. Or glove leather. No, it's got to be glove because it's like that beige color. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so let's throw it to the sponsor right now, and then we'll come back, and then we'll dive into the Yankees pitching a little bit. Perfect. Hey, have you heard about baseballism? A premium lifestyle apparel brand focusing on the class, tradition, and history of baseball. You can find everything from accessories such as phone cases and watches to your next favorite baseball tee. Whether you're a player or just a fan of the game, Baseballism has something for everyone. They also have multiple stores, including one in Cooperstown, home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Hop online to Baseballism.com and check out all they have to offer. 
Just be sure to use promo code NYYST at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Baseballism, a brand built for love of the game. All right, we're back here on episode 113 of the NYYST podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Baseballism. Go to Baseballism.com and use the code NYYST for 15% off your purchase. Uh, I said before we threw to uh, Baseballism that one of my uh, anniversary gifts was the Baseballism keychain. The other one, my wife got me tickets to the Yankees-Astros game on July 24th. Uh, June 21st, I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm bringing that up is because I want to play over-under. Over-under, Aaron Judge will be back on that game. Well, that's two it's months two from months, today. I that's, will I think say... that's a fair... That's two months from today. That's, a pro, that's eight weeks. We I'll said... say that you have a good chance of seeing him, but I wouldn't be surprised if you don't. So I say you have a better chance of seeing him than than. Would not. you say over under Aaron Judge will be back for the Astros? We'll so just say the Astros series on on June twenty. Can I push over under? Can I push? But you think he's coming back? No, back no, I'll go under. I'll You're go over. Under. I'll go over just because they have that. I'm going to stay optimistic. They have that London series a week later, so if they are thinking of bringing him back around that time frame, I'd feel like they'd maybe just push it back um, to that Boston series in London because you don't want to. Uh, there's a listen. Um, you know, so I don't know. There's a there's a stink bug flying around. Yeah, that threw me. They're off. very bad in this in this area. They are. I've ne- I've lived in this area my whole life. I've never never seen, seen one. Oh my god! Not until I not until you moved here. Leave us, please, leave us a review right now if you've ever had a stink bug in your house. And can you stop doing that with your mic? No, thanks. Uh, no, yeah. everybody else gets to play with their mic. Why don't I get to play? You with can my play mic? with it. But just not tilting it down, because oh, then you can't hear you. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 How about King Mike? Okay. While we're on the subject, King Mike, and that's why I'm calling him King Mike. When the with the ratings, when he went after Michael K, that was a that honestly, I know people. Was are, this recent? Yeah, they went they went back and oh, forth. Oh, they went back. It was it was they kept great. going. Oh, one after the next. I told you about this. Did you? Yeah, but then there was more after you there told us. More. There was, an, there was another comeback by whoever was. Uh, were you texting it? Yeah. Uh, I probably... Yeah, he doesn't listen to us. When, what when happened? We well, the ratings book came out. Okay. Technically, K won. It was the first time K's ever beaten Francesca. But was it that Francesca was barely... No, it's because um, they don't count the stream of Francesca's show. Oh, my God. And they count the stream oh, of K's that's show. Bullshit. That's stupid. Because... They don't sell the same ads on K on on Francesca's stream as they do on the WFAN show, so they're counted that makes differently. Sense. That makes sense because really, technically, when you're looking at those ratings, all the sh- all the station cares about that are putting out those ratings what are they can sell the ad ads. revenue. Yeah. So technically, that makes sense. But when you want to when you want to get a feel for how many people are actually watching, so if or you listening, include the streaming numbers. Francesca wins without the streaming numbers. Francesca loses, so of course Francesca wants to count the streaming numbers. Okay, can and, I just say one Kay thing though? Doesn't 
who was the per- who was the person to initially bring this up? It just doesn't seem like a Mike Francesa thing to even bring up. No, it was brought up to him. It was brought up right. to him. Okay. Anyway, so you were talking about King Mike. I mean, just the way he went after uh went after Kay on uh on a show and then, you know, Kay had to Kay had to come back and blah blah blah. But you know what? It was it was King Mike at his best. What day was this, Brian? This one was April twentieth. No, this wasn't from yesterday. Well, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, that that was was a, no, that was his last time commenting. Yeah. Okay. So it. the story had to have broken earlier in the week. Yeah, like five days ago. Six days ago. It yeah. Looks like. After we last recorded, it came out. Hmm. April sixth. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, whenever. Okay. So the point being is that that was King Mike at his best when he went after Michael K. So I implore you. That if you were a Mike Francesca fan and you did not hear him going after Michael K when the day the ratings came out, that you should listen to King Mike because he, I have to, I have to listen. He really like, uh, you know what? If, I wonder what the numbers are for uh, Michael K's radio show without the streaming. Uh, they don't. I don't know what I they are. They because, probably don't even release uh, that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, hmm. back to business here. Yeah, and Kay cursed. He cursed. Wow, move He's, aside because we kicked your ass. Yeah, he That's said, he said, said. A-S-S twice. He said it two different he said times? Two diff- it might have been Monday because this is when Rosenberg was uh, had his heart on for Tiger Woods. So it might have been uh, Monday. That Tiger was phenomenal, by the way. What? Tiger Woods. Tiger. Tiger. Tiger Woods. I don't care if you like him, if you support him. This guy made so many bad decisions zero of which I feel bad for him for but I'm a, I'm a big believer in everyone makes mistakes and you don't have to agree with them you don't have to support them and you can completely banish them from your life but I think character is made up on how you react after those decisions and how you come back this guy did not give up and he just won a major again that was insane probably the biggest comeback in all sports i think and you know before we get any angry tweets like how do you still listen to mike francesa he's mean right now basically when i'm in the car between three and six o'clock i listen to whoever is talking about what's most relevant to me so if like francesa is talking about the yankees and case talking about the islanders i'm listening to francesa but if you know, Kay's got uh, Mark Teixeira on, and Frances is talking to the guy from St. John's. Listen to my. I don't. I That's never fair. switch off of the fan. Yeah, I even get through CMB. I I, I just I can't, can't switch off of the fan. I just don't go to ESPN Radio. The only listenable show that ESPN Radio has is the K Show. Uh, I don't think is, it's listenable at all. It is when Peter Rosenberg keeps his mouth shut. Even LaGreca gets under my skin now. He tries to be a Francesca clone. I just think that LaGreca's act is overplayed. Uh, I don't think he's genuine. When, in... he, when he first joined, when they first simulcast on Yes, he shaved his goatee and his hair was like super gray. He would look just like Mike. He did it on purpose too. Anyway, uh, there was a reason why your why your anniversary wasn't ruined. Oh, yes. Then uh, that was because... It's hard to even talk about the Yankees in terms of playing well because of what happened to Aaron Judge. But we said it 
I put out a tweet uh, yesterday, and it's, what did you want to see the Yankees do after the White Sox series? Play better baseball, right? Yes. And you can't say that they didn't because they've lost once since then, even though they came out super flat on, uh, it was Thursday night, right? Yes. But how many times have we seen that, that the Yankees play the Red Sox at home, and they play the Red Sox well at home, and then they still have a homestand to continue, and a lesser team comes in, and that next night they're flat. How many times have we seen that happen? Too many times. We've uh, the, One of the most famous scenarios that I can remember is in 2004 after the uh, dive game. Was it the, They might have came in. They might have played the Mets right after that, and that was a bad Mets team. And they might have they they just looked like they had no interest in being there that 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 next uh, that next game. And we've seen it happen before where the Yankees they get hyped up to play the Red Sox at home, and then the next game they just and it's not even them. It just how electric was Yankee Stadium Tuesday and Wednesday? Oh man! And then it, what it was, was it like on Thursday? Dead. It was like what was there was there twenty thousand people in the stadium on on uh, Thursday night? It was also shitty weather though. No. Chris, you got a great memory, dude. Well, they lost, because look, the all right, July first was that dive game. They yeah. won that game. Then the next night, they lost eleven to two to the New York Mets. They got swept by the swept. Mets. Swept. And wow. Then, yeah, going one and five over their next six games, and then they went on a nice little tear. Great call, man. That was that was a fucking while ago. He looks all this shit up before I, he gets honestly, here. I don't. I'm impressed. But there was one main reason why they were so hot when they came out. On that first game against the Red Sox. This is why I hate fans that want to make an assumption about a player before we get out of April. Player or players. Players. Before we get out of April. Because, yes, did James Paxton have two bad starts in a row? He did. There's no question about it. He stunk. Uh, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. He, yeah, he it wasn't terrible. He, but not, gr- he grinded not through that second start against the Orioles, and then he was bad against the Astros. Yes, and you know, and you know what? I ripped him here on this show because I said, you know what? You know, this team is hurt. You know, they're on the ver- Was that this? Was that the sweep game? Was that the sweep game that they got swept when Paxton started? I don't remember, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, I said they you you need it you need it more from James Paxton in that spot, and you didn't get it. He got lit up. Yes. He got hit hard. And yeah, then, it was. It was. And then, oh, this is this is his initials are SG, so we'll just call him stupid guy. This is stupid guy all over again. This is another AJ Burnett. This is Javier Vasquez. Blah blah blah. This guy can't pitch. Brian Cashman's an idiot for trading for him. Meanwhile, Justice Sheffield's giving up like. 11 walks and nine innings wow. in triple A yeah. so far this year. Uh, so, I man. mean, you know, maybe Cash was right on that one there. Uh, but anyway, this is why you don't make an assumption off a player off of three starts or even three weeks if they're a position player in April. Because then, like that, what did he do? He dominated. He not only dominated, he, he put forth a performance that you don't see all that often throughout throughout cumulative years from starting pitchers. He, he he's pitched. the first uh, pitcher since David Cohn in 1998 to have consecutive starts I for the Yankees. He's the only pitcher besides David wow, Cohn to have in the history of the Yankees to have back-to-back 12K starts. Really? Yes. He had 12 
Yeah, he had 12 against today. Boston and then another 12, 12 today. today. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize he had 12 strikeouts today. Wow. Um, Against Boston, eight innings pitched, two hits, a walk, 12 Ks. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then today, what was that, six six. He innings? got into a little bit of trouble in the six. His pitch count was up a little bit because, and this credit to him, man, he did not have that. He was, that, that fastball was electric on uh, Tuesday night. He didn't have it as 98, much today, 99 right? pumping it, just blowing guys away with it. He was around 95 most of the game. He had, When he wanted to reach back, he got it to 97. He didn't have his A-plus fastball but today, but look. So he had to work a little bit harder, but still, he gave you six-plus, three hits, no runs, a walk, and 12 Ks. This guy's mm. last 14 innings pitch, zero runs, Two walks and twenty four strikeouts. Twenty four wow. strikeouts and fourteen innings pitched. And wow. that and you and that's what I'm saying. You gotta just reserve judgment. And that's mm-hmm. not even a player, just in the team in general. The team was slogging through the first couple weeks of the season. Oh, this team sucks. They won't win eighty games, but we're not making the playoffs. It's still April. It's still April. You can't make a distinction off a of, of a whole season. I had a whole episode of my own show this past week about isolating negativity. And I say it all the time. In baseball, more than any other sport, you need to isolate your negativity. You can't you can sit here and tell me the Yankees suck right now when they were, you know, losing however many games they were losing and so on and so forth. But all of those people, anyone who felt down on this team. Just two days later, after beating the Red Sox two straight games, couldn't tell me you weren't on top of the world. Feeling like this team had it, as hurt as they are. This is a this is a marathon. This you can you need to isolate how you're feeling in that time. You I promise you, you cannot predict what a team's gonna do based off of a handful of baseball games. Uh, you can't predict baseball. <laughs> you can't predict what a starting pitcher is going to do for your team after three starts. You can't. And I get it. I get that it is so easy for us Yankee fans to sit here and be and be negative towards it because we've seen so many guys get the big payday and come here and have a lot of expectations on their shoulders and they fall flat. We've seen it happen. But that that isn't fair to then put on Paxton after three starts that he is just some failure to this team. It's not. And you can't do that, and he's proving to you why. Because in the last two two starts now, he's looked like one of the best pitchers we've ever signed. No, he looks like the guy that you expected him to be when Brian Absolutely. Cashman made the trade. And how good does the Andrew Miller trade look right now that Clint Frazier is on fire right now, and you traded Justice Sheffield I mean, for James Paxton? I mean, listen, mm-hmm. listen. Clint Frazier, Phenomenal. we've all known. We've all known and heard. What kind of talent this kid is. And we had, all know. He almost won the game today. He just. Oh, he, just. And he had a three-run oh, bomb earlier in the mm-hmm. game, and he just, just missed, missed it. it. Just missed I thought it. it was gone off the bat. But, I mean, we've always known what kind of an offensive uh, powerhouse this guy could be. We've just never seen him really put it together. We know defensively he still has a lot of work to do. But if he's going to put put together this type of a season, these types of numbers. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, man. Have you seen, 
uh, look, again, just talking about Paxton. And- he leads the team in home runs right now. He's tied, actually, because Gary Sanchez yeah, okay. also has six. He's got six. He's hitting three thirty nine, six home runs and 17 runs batted in. I mean, where would the Yankees... Think about it. Where would the Yankees be without Clint Frazier right now? This is the type of... This is what you were hoping for last year. This is why that Clint Frazier was basically depressed last year. Not just because of the concussion, but because he knew that that was his opportunity. Right. He knew it. And it's really it really sucks that he got another opportunity this year. Not because I hate Clint Frazier. You know I'm a big fan of the guy. But because that it took... Uh, our entire outfield to get hurt for him to get this opportunity right. again. That's why it sucks. But you know what? He got another chance. He got a second chance to come back and show the Yankees what he can do. And what has he done wrong? What has he done wrong? Except for except for that game in Houston where he, he played a little bit of shitty defense with those Which dives. was also amplified because the Yankees weren't playing well at the time. We were all negative with the injuries that were coming together. And he had a couple tough plays. So it, it was definitely amplified. But since then, since he's been hitting, I can't even remember any blunders in the field because... Well, he's been dh a lot, too. Oh, yeah. But still. Boone's been protecting him that way. <laughs> yeah, but well, still. Well, he can't he can now. But what I'm saying is the positivity is starting to overpower the negativity. And then, I mean, he made a great play. What was that yesterday's game or two days ago? The sack oh, the fly double home. play? Yeah, that saved the, the game. Yeah. That, was that not, changed I don't the think game. that was yesterday. I think that was Friday night. Yeah, I think it was Friday night. Oh, man, that... That friggin' throw to home. What it was hey, second you know and second and third, nobody out, and he turned a double play. And then Luke Voigt killed me. You know what? And the fans that hate Clint Frazier hate him because of his attitude and the way he conducts himself on social media. The guy's cocky, and you know what? You can be cocky when you back it up. Exactly. And, he, and what has he done to show you that he can't back it up? Right now, he's doing everything. He's doing more than you could have ever hoped for. To, be, to come in here and be an injury replacement. And here's when I'm okay with a player being cocky the way he was in that, in that um, you know. I think Kid Rock had a song. It's not called Cocky. Bomb with the bomb, the bang, the yeah, dang, that was one biggie, of them. Diggy, but I think, biggie, I think in one of his songs it was like, it's not cocky if you can back it up. Well, my biggest thing is, it's not just that for me. It's that this kid is always, and you want to say cocky, I I don't know. I just think he's just been very confident in his abilities. Oh, yes, there you go. And now that he's showing it. Then we give Ryan a computer. Like the, As soon as the words come out of your mouth, he's, by, he's on it. By Kid Rock. Um, but now that he's showing it, it's actually humbled him. He should and that's what, his walk. And that's what you want to see because now he doesn't have to talk as much. He's showing it. He's yeah, This it. is what it says. They say I'm cocky and I say what I want. It isn't bragging, motherfucker, if you, bank, if you back it up. So there you go. Kid Rock. I like that. So there let's you, send this song to uh, Clint Frazier. Maybe he'll you use want, it as a walk-up song. You want to you want to tweet it, tweet analytics, tweet analytics. <laughs> <laughs> At the uh, end of the day, though, as good as I'm feeling because they're winning, um, I just don't know what to expect. I don't know what to say. I expect from this team this year, and that's what scares me because. I don't think I'm watching the team I thought we were going to. And I don't know if you can expect this team to do big things anymore. Can you? Yeah. You can? I can't. You know why? Not with, not with this lineup going out every day. And I'm right, not saying they're it. not doing well. Look at this. Look at the standings right now. Okay. The Rays lost four in a row. So the Yankees are only two games out in the loss column. Two. I get that, but it's still early. Yeah, exactly. Do you think the Yankees are going to fall flat on their face? 
And that's what I'm scared of, and though. Be, and, and I be don't know seven, either way. 10, 15 games under 500. But what I'm saying is I don't know either way. Uh, that's Yankees what are uh, six and four. Their last ten, uh, I said seven three before my mistake. Get up there, get up there, get up their schedule, Ryan. I want get, you know. Let me see their, their schedule coming up. Uh, but and I'm glad you're doing this because that's what brought this thought to my mind. Looking at the schedule and I'm going, oh, they should win X amount of games. But I don't know if we can expect think those about, things think anymore. Think about it like this, right? The most recent sample size is that today. Especially today, if there was ever an excuse to lose a game, it would be today. Oh, yeah. But they won. And that would have been a very, very tough loss to swallow today. So we've lost series at home to the White Sox, Orioles, and Tigers. Doesn't look good. But And what we've always said, even with the injuries, you should beat these bad teams. And what do they do this weekend? Yeah, they're, beat them all. now they're doing it. Okay. The Angels. What, what's the Angels' record? I got it right here in front of me. They're the Angels one of the worst. are 9-13 and 13 right now. They have the they're best... playing better baseball then, though, because they started like 1-5. Uh, in their last ten, they're three and seven. I take that. <laughs> okay, so they have the best player in the world in their nine and thirteen. Okay, let's go to the San Francisco Giants. I have the standings right in front of me. Okay, the San Francisco Giants nine and fourteen. Okay, next who are we playing next? The Diamondbacks eleven and eleven. Fine, they're decent. Okay, then here we go to the Twins. I don't care if the Twins <laughs> yeah haven't lost the game. I don't up to care that if point. the Twins haven't lost <laughs> oh, the, the game. The Twins are 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 uh, remedy. We're of the crib tonight. There are. I bet you every player comes Bron- back healthy. If, if yeah. you're for bronchitis, the Twins have it. Yeah, they, yeah. they know it. I and agree. then you got the Mariners, who you know they're, they're sixteen Sluggish and nine, now. but you know what? What's their last ten? Three and seven. So you can't tell me that we get through the first week of of May before we play a good team again in the race. And then you play six of your next nine or seven of your next 10 games are against the Baltimore Orioles. And, and then, then you the Royals with the, with the Royals and the, pod- and, and the Padres Ra- actually so might still, be better than we this, think. This schedule is still conducive to the Yankees playing at worst 500 baseball. I think Stanton's right. back for uh Sean Carlos Stanton bobblehead day. Oh, I'm going to that game. So yeah, hopefully would... he's back sometime in this West coast trip, right? Well, he's here, traveling with them. Gary Sanchez is going to rehab Monday. He's going to rehab game Monday. They just want to see how he responds to catching five or six innings, which... Jesus. I mean, we can't take any more bad news. Uh, But as of right now, the plan is for him to be in Anaheim and start Wednesday. So that's it. What do we say after the White Sox series? Play better baseball. Boom, they did it. Okay, they're playing better baseball. Get healthy. Yes, Aaron Judge getting hurt absolutely sucks. It's the worst possible thing that could have happened. But Gary Sanchez is coming back, so it lessens the blow a little bit. Because Gary Sanchez was tearing the cover off the ball. Oh, yeah. You hope he comes back. You know, seeing and seeing seeing the ball and swinging as as hot as he was. If Gary Sanchez comes back healthy and you can get John Carlstein back on this team... Even that first home game after the West Coast trip, things are starting to look a little bit better. Now. Yeah. now you got G back. Now you got Gary back. You know, you hope Hicks isn't too far after that. Maybe Hicks can come back on that homestand against the, the Twins and Mariners. So now you got three players back. And still, you don't have Aaron Judge, and you might not have Aaron Judge till late June. But now you got Hicks back. You got Stan back. You got Gary back, and you're starting to feel better about things. And you can't tell me that the Yankees with Hicks, Stanton, and uh, who's the other guy? 
Fix Stanton and uh, Sanchez, even with their other injuries, aren't good enough to play winning baseball, even if that is winning baseball three games over 500 through this stretch. Yeah, and you know what? We continue to keep hearing, po- whether whether it's true or pans out to be true or not, we keep hearing positive things about Miguel Andujar. So mm-hmm. you hope that you see him eventually too. Judge missing any bit of significant time is a blow. I don't care if it's two weeks, three weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, six weeks, ten weeks. It's going to be a big blow. But you're right. If we can get some of these guys back now and start to start to uh, put them into these lineups, you got to be confident you can still beat all these teams. The key last year, where the season kind of took a turn, is when Judge got hurt and Judge was out. You know, seven or eight weeks, right? But we also dealt with other injuries. Didi was down during that time. Stanton didn't go on the injured list, but he was hurt. Sanchez was hurt. So if you can bring guys back while Judge is out, it won't have that same effect that it did last right. year when Judge was hurt because right. we were still getting injuries while Judge was hurt. So if you can start closing gaps on some of these injuries, you know, I think we'll the Yankees will be okay until the Yankees really just need the Yankees. Think about it like this. I don't think we're in a scenario, unless the Yankees get catastrophic news on Severino or Batances or Judge, where these guys aren't coming back at all this year, because those are, to me, those are the most long-term injuries that we're looking at right now. The Yankees don't really need to make any type of significant trades at the trade deadline, because think about it. You're Within a three-week month span mm-hmm. of the trade deadline, you're getting back an ace, the top relief pitcher in baseball, and Aaron fucking Judge. Yeah, it'll yeah. be as if they're making the trades. Yeah, and you know what? It's easy for us Good to pull. say that Good now, pull. and you hope it's still just as easy then because we're getting guys stepping up. We're getting outside of one start where he kind of fell apart, and we talked about it last episode in Tanaka. We're getting good starts out of him. He was Pax- good yesterday. Yeah, he was Very great. Good. Paxton's been great. Hap started that game two against Boston. He looked like he was going to shit the bed again, but he settled down. He kept them. He kept them to what? Three runs. I three think runs. he got into the seventh inning. He got into yeah. the seventh and inning and they time. won. You and they, every absolutely. And you're getting these performances from these guys. CC, you texted me the other day. You, you gave us a little trivia. CC's the first pitcher since, I mean, <laughs> Freddie Garcia, since Freddie Garcia in 2011 to have his first two starts of the season. Of five innings, at least five innings with and no earned zero, runs. Yeah, you can't. What did we say going into this? What you expect out of CC? Five, five innings, maybe six, maybe six on a good day. Seven if he's feeling really good. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. You never know. But the performances he's putting together are are softening the blow of not having Severino. But All the, these. And then stuff. again, fans after after the first two innings of the Red Sox game, fans were trashing Jay Happ, and I said. Give the guy 10 starts. Yeah. We know what type of pitcher he is. Can Give the guy 10 starts before... Notoriously slow starter. And you know what? If whatever he found in that Red Sox game can carry over now, now we got now we got Jay Happ. Back to being Jay Happ, which and is you great. Know, uh, Rye said it today during the game, but thank God for Carlos Beltran, huh? Because ever since then, Paxton's been lights out. I don't know, you know, how much of it has to do with that. Was it other teams picking up on his signs? Maybe. Uh, let me get, uh, let me get Mike, the immortal, the immortal Mike Talkman. Uh, let me get his numbers up here. Go, don't, don't go on Baseball Reference because they don't update shit. 
who sucks right now that we can really just bash? Because it seems like whenever we do that, they come back hot. Let's fucking rip Mike Ford. Come on. He had a nice base hit today. He had his first career hit. That was his first hit, right? I like Ford. He just looks like a Yankee. He reminds me of somebody. I just can't put my finger on you, it. You know who he reminds me of? Stocky you know who he reminds me of? Oh. Joe Rivera. Hmm. He does. He reminds me of Joe <laughs> Rivera in a Yankee uniform. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, let's talk. Go ahead. And look at this. Hey, look, bro. The guy's hitting 242, which is respectable. He's showing decent power. Three home runs, eight runs batted in. For Mike Talkman. Talk to talk. You walk the walk. He's walking, too. He's got a 342 on base. This is, I mean, come on, man. This guy was, was a nobody. Look at that slugging percentage. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's give the guy credit where it's due. Yeah, no. And give me credit for predicting his first... Uh, Career home run. I said it earlier that day in the group chat. Did you? Chat. I said Mike Talkman's gonna hit a home run. Tonight. And I said it. I said it as in as in sarcasm when fans were there were fans ripping Stan and saying that they, the Yankees don't need him. And I said they don't need him. You got the immortal Mike Talkman <laughs> playing left field. And I said it as a joke. And you know what? Now I'm now I'm making <laughs> now it it's a, serious. Now I'm making it a thing. We have a meme out there of Mike Talkman's face photoshopped over Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan's nickname was the Immortal Hulk Hogan. He's playing so, with some fire now too. And you know, did he, he is? He's pumped did he up. Double? Yeah. Did he yeah. double when Romine singled in the run to tie the game in the eight today? I, I think so. Yeah, I think that was him. He was going nuts. Love that. Well, someone got him over to third. I think there was a. Uh, a fly ball that got him over to third. That was Frazier, I think. No, Frazier was Frazier was hitting higher in the lineup. Someone got him over to third. Yeah, it wasn't Frazier. Frazier's hitting higher in the lineup. But anyway, two quick things before we wrap up the show here. Uh, we got to give major credit to what's his face, Austin Romine. Oh yeah, Roro man. Look, can we? Tied the game and won the game today. I don't want to hear that he should be the starting catcher because he shouldn't. Okay, no. that should be Gary Sanchez. But this guy just has a knack for being in the right place at, at he the really right does. Time. It was the Estrada. He did a sack bunt. Right. No, that right. was that in, and you, No, no, no. That was in. That was the game win. That was the game win. I'm talking, oh, you're about, talking about earlier in the. But what a bunt! Mike Talkman scored. Eighth. Yeah, he scored on that on in the. But what a bunt, eight. huh? We've seen how how hard that can be to put put a bunt down like that in that situation. And this and kid comes not, up and makes it look easy. That's not a. It goes down as a single, but it's it's te- it would if they were playing. You know, it wasn't the last. You know, the end of the game there. It would have been a sack fly, but still, what did you need in that situation? A fly ball score a run, and he gave it to you. The Yankees could not lose this game today. They were up five nothing in the eighth inning after getting a stellar performance from James Paxton on a day that you if if the Yankees walked in there dead. You would you would totally understand it after what happened yesterday. But they came out, they scored a few runs. Clint Frazier hits a bomb, five nothing. You're like, okay, you know what? We're gonna win this game today. And then love Aaron Boone. Gonna preface it by saying that. But today was not the fucking time to try to build Chad Green's confidence. I'm yeah. sorry, it wasn't. Yeah, he's and just not he's just not pitching well. And I'm and I know that Chad Green did not get hit hard today. He gave, the first hit was a bloop. Uh, this, then he walked a guy, which was his fault, and then wasn't uh, wasn't it an infield single or something? It was another weak hit, something that found the hole. It wasn't, 
he didn't get hit hard, but you. But that's the type of shit that happens when a relief pitcher is struggling. That is what happened. That's the yeah. type of outing that happens when you're when you play with fire. Like yeah, that. you're right. Um, and I don't think you know. And Adovino looked like shit. He gave up a, a double and back to back home runs before he settled in. Well, he can't the, feel his fucking shoulder from but, how many innings he's pitched the, already. The damage was done already. And you know what? Maybe he got rushed into the game a little bit because yeah. maybe you know what that might have been on him to say. You know what? I need more time to warm up. But you know what? The game is unraveling at that point. I got to be honest about something, too. Being a holiday for us today, Sunday is Easter Sunday. Um, I Once they went up like 5 nothing, and I and I saw how Paxton was pitching, I didn't purposefully stop paying full attention to the game, but I had other things going on. I had family here. I was outside with the kids. Yeah, I took your dog for a walk when it was 5 nothing for a walk. And I was just like, you know what? Your wife comes outside and says, hey, the game's tied. I'm like, all right, she's just And then I hear everyone screaming inside. She's going, it's it's 5-5. They just hit a three-run homer or whatnot. So now I'm like, kids, get get your fucking chalk. They were playing with chalk. Get it the fuck together because I got to go back inside now because this fucking team can't hold a 5 nothing lead. And before I could even yell at the kids to get the fucking chalk together, everyone's screaming inside, 6-5. And I'm going, you got to be did fucking see, kidding me. Did you see this Romine stat? It's a pretty cool stat. Oh, Austin Romine has a 301 average with runners in scoring positions since 2016, which leads the Yankees in a minimum of 100 at-bats. I, I did the same thing. I did a similar thing. I went by my That's parents' nice. house. I brought my dog with me. Oh, yeah? You know? Yeah, because when we go on vacation, he's going to stay over there. So uh, yeah, uh, smart. I wanted him to get used to being there. But anyway, so... It was 5 nothing. It's the eighth inning. We're getting ready to eat. I said, you know, I'll take the dog out before we eat. I'll come back in the house. Chad Green's in there. The fucking bases are loaded. And I'm like, you know what? Adovino's coming in. You know, hope, you know, we'll get out of this. It'll be 5-3 at worst. But oh, that's 6-5, and I don't want to fucking eat dinner now. Yeah. You lost your appetite? No, my mother made manigot, so I was... Oh, I still manigot! You know, manigot! So I had still ate, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. But hey, that was pretty impressive. That uh, you know they had a five run, five nothing lead, but then they blew it, and then they still came back and won. The you game. Know, oh, they had to win. You that know who knew who Dini is? It's Tommy Canely. And that, and you know what, guys like Tommy Canely need to be that that because he has the stuff. Tommy Canely is going to make you have a panic attack every time he takes the mound. But you know what? So far this year, it's, he's gotten out of it's, it. It's, it's worked out well for him. So, you know what? If Chad Green's going to shit the bed, Tommy Canley's a guy that needs to step up. If Jonathan Holder's going to be a 4A player, which is what we thought he was before last season, Tommy Canley's got to step up. Rumor has it that Canley uh, is off the wagon. Back on the bull? Back on the bull. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Looks like it, though. I'm sh- I was a little bit... i was been checking Twitter all, you know, since the end of the game. I'm a little bit surprised we haven't had a little roster movement that... Chad Green went, has gone down to Scranton. You really think that's coming? I don't know, man. He he had such a great year two years ago, and last year okay. he won eight games. But I think he, they're going to give him a lot more time than you're, you're willing right. to. I know we have to wrap up. I know we're running somewhat long now. He's, but I got to say, lost. I got to call you out a little bit. Uh, you're the first person to be rational. Yeah, You're the first person to call anyone out who makes an irrational statement. Now, Chad Green has pitched in how many games this year? Nine, nine. because this is okay. So in nine games after what? And 
after nine games, after what this guy's done over the last couple of years, you're ready to just send him back down? Here's why. Because didn't he have a drop-off in performance last year? It doesn't seem so in the numbers, but was he as dominant? He definitely wasn't, in and, we, and we attributed that to him not having as much confidence in his fastball. So, 2017, Christian, he was literally ranked as a top three relief yeah, pitcher in so all was, of baseball. Yeah, and so was Tommy Canley ranked highly. And then look what happened to Tommy Canely last year. Mm-hmm. Relief pitchers can fall oh, off absolutely. the cliff of an, the earth in the blink of an eye. Okay, and I'm not saying that Chad Green is done. So, are you saying send him down because he has what it takes and he can get better yes. by being yeah, down no, there? Absolutely. Not send him down. He sucks. So it's not like a demotion. It's more of a you. You might need. So to I just needed to make sense of, your because craft. I know you're not that type of person. No. All right, that, that with that's these fair. Inju- with the way the Yankees are presently constituted, the Yankees cannot afford Chad Green to figure shit out at the major. But league can level. they afford to bring him in in less? less high leverage moments because of the fact that they are already missing Dylan Batanzas. All right, eight nothing. Do you feel is Chad yes. Green? You have you to. Gonna, is he going to throw because gasoline who, on the fire? Because who are you going to re- replace him with in an eight nothing game? Joe Harvey. He's Joe Harvey's well. here though. Yeah. So, but he, what I'm but what I'm but trying and, to say to you is, what's the point of sending him down at that point? He needs to work on something. Something has to change in him. I can't, honestly, I can't disagree with that. I, I mean, if uh, that could help him, I can't, or does it kill his confidence completely? You know, we, we said that about we said that about Luke Voigt and Greg Bird. Would one of them going down kill their confidence? You know what? If it does, then you know what? Then he's not the pitcher you thought he was. Maybe he needs to be tested now. Yeah. Because you know, if the Yankees were winning, if they were ten games over five hundred and they were healthy, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if Chad Green sucked. I think you give Green one more chance. I do, and then I can agree. I can get on board. For I, I think you give him one more chance before you you start to consider this as an option. And then if he has another bad outing, then it's all right. No, I really got there consider. though. I think they're considering I don't think it. So at if, all. They're, if he if somebody's throwing well in Triple A right now, what's the harm of getting them up here? Well, it's just you again, your, it's the fact you, that you already you already have so many injuries. But here's the thing: is Chad Green a core guy right now? If if Aaron Boone's got a, the game on the line, is Chad Green coming in? Absolutely not. No, so what's I the hope diffi- not. So what's the difference if he's here or not? Again, it's just a, a matter of depth. It's just a matter of depth. So right you now, don't, you don't have the... Is, has Tarpley pitched any better since he's been down there? Bring Tarpley back up here. Maybe. There's that fucking bug again. I, I don't know, man. I'm the, you know I, I'm not Listen, the, I, I can't disagree with you but i just can't say i'm fully on board with you yet i you don't know think i'm, I'm there yet it's just that's not quick to run people out of town but you know what right now he's pitching to a 386 year rate he's only thrown two innings uh two and a third innings since he's been back down and that's in, too small of a sample size yeah, that doesn't mean anything what did he do he, you know three hits and two and a third innings that's not good uh so maybe for next episode since i've been asking him to do this for three weeks now uh, Ryan on the farm can return to the NYY. I was Sports ready store. for it last you week. You guys keep going. I'm going to kill this bug. We canceled the segment. I had a whole thing on Mike Ford, too. When did we cancel the segment? I didn't I cancel the segment. Before you got here. You didn't get it. You got it. I didn't cancel the segment. I think I think Chris did. It's on the no. umbrella again. Yeah, I had a whole thing playing with Mike Ford. He was hitting 357 down there. Him and uh, my boy Trey Ambergy. Also doing very well. All right. Speaking of uh, just one quick note before we wrap up. Uh, Saturday night, the Yankees were informed that Gio Gonzalez is opting out of his contract. So from the time that it was put in writing, the Yankees have 48 hours to decide whether or not. Be careful, Chris. 
You bang your head? No. It's a stink bug. This bro. is it's great. This is riveting radio oh, right now. And I'm I hate bugs. And you can't hit the the that cover because it's very thin. You almost this put is going to go viral. This might be how we we truly blow up. Is that would have been great if you banged your head right there? But you, you should have taken one for the team. But anyway, I, before we wrap up here, as I was as I was saying, as Chris was getting scared by an ant, uh, <clears throat> Gio Gonzalez Saturday night informed the Yankees he's opting out. Okay, so now the Yankees. From the time they're officially informed, they have 48 hours to decide whether or not they're going to release him. You have 48 hours. Or bring him up. So I think it was a nice little experiment, but Gio Gonzalez is not going to be a Yankee. You have 48 hours to Oh, and decision. you have guys stepping up the way these guys have so far this year. There was no need for him. Unless, and here is the one wild card, and we can go quickly around the table with it. Domingo Herman gave up a couple quick home runs on Thursday, but he settled down, gave up three runs over six innings. He had to strike out pitch working again. I think he struck out eight, if I'm not mistaken. So if that's a bad outing for him, three runs over six strikeout eight, I'll take, I mean, it. I'll take it every time. Absolutely. And we saw how dominant he looked when he came out of the pen to piggyback CC in his first start. What did I say today, Chris? That's exactly what I said to you. Yeah. I said I could see them maybe signing Gio to a major league contract and then pushing Domingo Herman to the bullpen. So the Yankees are going to have to make this this decision tomorrow. Do you send down – this is the way you get Chad Green down there. Get Chad Green down there to work on some stuff. Gio comes up, takes uh, Herman's spot in the rotation, and Herman becomes, you know, high leverage. Yeah, you did. You said that exactly. Pitcher. That's what I you said. You said it exactly today. Because uh, you brought up Green, right? I Maybe guess you could. Something. I just don't see the Yankees doing that. I just don't. Yeah, I don't see them doing it. Either. I don't I because, because we always try and think outside of the box with these types of things, and I just don't see them doing it. I think they're just very. Uh, you, you know how you know how Brian you see Cashman. Right there? It's in the analytics. You know how Brian Cashman just monotone when he talks. Uh, I think he's also monotone sometimes when he thinks. And I just don't think that that's something the Yankees are going to do. Well, you know, we're going to play by ear. It's very possible, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they may might not do it, but I'm sure it's, it's something they've tossed yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely it's definitely a thought. a thought, and it's a it's a real thought. It's a good thought. Because didn't Herman in his last start, I'm pretty sure he gave up more hits in that appearance than he, he had his, the entire, yeah. his entire outings. All, all of his outings. Uh, we don't care. Let's wrap yeah, up. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anything else you guys want to touch on? No, here? man, I just think Game that... that oh, Jesus. This this team just needs to keep going I out. I go home. It's Dean Ambrose's last match in WWE tonight. Two things I don't care about. Uh, I just think this team needs to keep pitching the way they've been pitching. I think Clint Fla- Frazier needs to keep... What uh, Frazier? Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. He needs Cliff Frazier. Cliff Frazier. Cliff Frazier. He needs to keep swinging the bat the way he has, and Clint and this got that Cliff flavor. <laughs> that was a good. That, that was, was like good. A Kid Rock style, Ryan. That was good. It's all about Kid Rock this week. Um, Kid Rock And I think they just need to keep sustaining this type of play until they can start to get healthy again. So unfortunately, based on the schedule, doesn't look like we're going to be able to do another midweek recording. We want to do two during the week, during the season, but when the schedule gets fucking normal again, you know, we got to do it based on when the schedule is. You know, it doesn't make sense for us to come back and not be able to cover an entire series. And it just didn't work out this week that you know there was no off day in between the Yankee between the Red Sox and Royal Series, and you know we're not we would just rather just cover everything than jump in and have you listen to a show when we're not right 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 there's a game that's been played in between so right. uh 
So we'll be back Sunday. These two jack-offs are going up to fucking Boston. Back in Boston. Yeah. That was Ryan's birthday gift. He wanted to go to fucking Fenway. I wow. take him to a different stadium every year. And I mean, I think that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, actually, I thought it was And my nice. birthday present to Ryan is that the ne- by the time we next record, the biggest movie ever will have been oh, released wow. in Avengers Endgame, and I'm going Saturday morning to see it. And instead of breaking down what the Yankees did in the week, I'm going to spoil the entire movie for nice. Ryan. I think, Honestly, if you did that, I wouldn't be I think I'm going to reach out uh, to Jacoby Ellsbury, yeah. see if he wants to come up to Boston, and get him into the stadium and see what happens. Maybe he'll... can. Does bronchitis? It's not transferable. It's to not transferable. No, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't way, know. Man. I didn't know. Because if you noticed that they won World Series when he was up there, so it's not transferable. Right. You're okay. right. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to episode 113 of the NYYST podcast. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Follow our sponsors, Baseballism at Baseballism. Uh, if you want to order something from them, NYYST will save you 15% on your order. Stack Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris. Say goodbye. Peace.